0: I'm here to talk about Bucky Barnes, <laughs> uh, to cut right to the chase. I had an episode on here that was actually my most listened to episode that I've ever done that I did in like December of 2020 about him, but I like re-listened to it and I was like, this is not a good episode. <laughs> um, I was still like, I think getting the confidence of like, saying what I was feeling um and so it was too much of like a plot synopsis other instead of like talking about the character himself and how I feel Uh, so this is me uh doing it again because I feel like I can do that much better now so if that's something that you're interested in um go ahead and listen so um one thing with bucky that i love to tell is like kind of the story of how i saw the winter soldier or how i became so attached to him which is you know when i saw the winter soldier that's like how i think it was for most people um one thing that i think is fun is that i was a sebastian stan fan already um I'm old. (laughs) I'm 37. So when I was like 21, I think was when, um, Gossip Girl started and I saw him on there and I've always had like a type when it comes to actors. Like, um, like, yeah, obviously there are ones that are good looking and no one can deny that he's good looking. Um, but like, it's a different this is like a whole tangent I could do because of explaining like asexuality like ace people look at people and can see that like you look to us you look beautiful and we can comment on that but it doesn't mean that we have like any other desire beyond that but like a lot of the times like that is nice but that's not like the reason necessarily why I like gravitate towards certain people in Hollywood um like every actor that I really like tends to have like the same sort of like style where they tend to like show a lot of they do a really good job of showing like what they're feeling and thinking like on their face like they don't even need lines sometimes um to really be able to like express what their characters are going through and that's just always the kind of actor that I always end up really liking they always can do that. (laughs) Um, I just, I really like that. And I I do think that maybe partly because of my own, like, neurodiversity that I appreciate it when people do that. And the fact that I'm just more introverted, like, I talk a lot on here, but um, when I talk on here is sometimes the only times that I talk for, like, an entire day. Uh, Yeah, so, like, I appreciate people who, like actors who are able to really show what their character is going through without having to like rely on the dialogue and things like that, especially because that pretty much means that even if they're in something where they don't really have good lines or they aren't given like the time to really um, shine in the way that you would like as a fan of them, they still usually always do a good job of expressing themselves and what their character is going through. Like, and Sebastian was always kind of really good at that, like, he, he's even mentioned it in interviews before, like, where he said, like, I could do, like, um, silent films if I wanted to, and things like that, um, so I know that Gossip Girl doesn't exactly seem like the place to find a good actor, <laughs> but I will say that a lot of times when you're watching, like, shows like that on the CW or other networks like that, You do sometimes find, like, diamonds in the rough that you can tell that they are good, even if the thing that they're on is not, like, well made. Um, So I always really liked him. I really liked his character, um, Carter, in, like, the third season when he was on there for a while with Serena. They were, like, some of my favorite... They were one of my favorite couples on the show. And it always kind of made me sad that he... um, That they never had him, like, come back. But I understood why. Because I think, actually... That by the time Gossip Girl was ending was when he was doing Marvel. Um, But yeah, so I already was a fan of his before he was even in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I remember that, like, I do this thing a lot where I, like, will see people talking about a movie. Like, something new that's, like, come out. Like, a new franchise, a new movie, whatever. A new TV show, whatever it happens to be. And I'll like, like want to read what everybody is saying about it and see how people feel um, before deciding whether I want to watch it because, and be like really interested to kind of see where it's going to go. Because like, I don't want to watch something that ends up getting canceled or doesn't really go anywhere because I've done that before. And that's like, so that's so frustrating to, to do. So I like put watching things off sometimes like that. So, like, when the first Captain America movie came out in, like, 2011, I saw it everywhere on Tumblr, because that was right when Tumblr was getting, like, super popular, and I saw that he was in it, and I knew that he was playing, like, Captain America's friend, and because I saw all of those, like, gift sets and stuff, I saw that his character died, um, and so I was, like, really disappointed, and that was a big reason the main reason why I never watched that movie (laughs) because I was like well the actor that I really like dies in it that's no fun that's sad because I like was looking forward to seeing him like you know get more work and do things and stuff so (laughs) so then a couple years later in 2014 um this is such a weird like life thing but like my dad died and like the Like, my dad died on, like, April 2nd in 2014, which was on, like, a Tuesday or something like that, a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and um, the Winter Soldier came out in movies, like, in theaters, like, the Friday before that, and so um, the following Friday, one of my friends put up a post on Facebook being like, hey, does anyone want to go see the Winter Soldier with me? And I said yes even though the only Marvel movies that I had seen by that point was the first Thor movie. (laughs) That was literally it. I felt like I had seen like the first team-up movie because I had seen so many like gift sets and stuff about it all over Tumblr but I hadn't actually actually watched the movie. But I was like so so super depressed then and just needed I like desperately needed to get away like that that just like a personal sidebar that was like back in the day when I was like my sister and I were living with my mom in a one-bedroom apartment and it was like really not good times at all even before my dad died it was it was really not good we were there for like about a year this was like nine months or so into it we moved out of her place in like in like the in like July I think of 2014. Um, but yeah, like she, my sister just like slept in the same bed as my mom and I slept on a mattress on the floor in her living room. And so like, we didn't have a room for like a year, neither one of us. And, um, and it was also hard for me because, um, my mom would sometimes come home from work late and because my bedroom quote unquote bedroom was in the living room if she like came home from work at like 11 o'clock at night I would wake up because you know complex PTSD (laughs) so and then it would take forever for me to fall fall back asleep I was so tired all the time because um sometimes my mom would be up late or like sometimes I would take forever I always usually took forever to fall asleep and then my mom and my sister would be like getting up to leave at like six o'clock in the morning and even though I didn't have to leave to go to work until 9 a.m. I would still, like, wake up at 6 and just be up and then be exhausted at work. Like, it was really hard not having, like, any free time to myself. Like, I would try to sit there in the corner and, like, listen to music. I would used to, like, read BBC Sherlock fan fiction because that was, like, the thing I was really into at the time. I would watch, like, women's gymnastics competitions on YouTube because that was something that I was interested in a lot at the time it was like catching up with like new with like competitions I had never seen before it was awful it was so awful and then my dad died and it was even more awful and I just needed to like get away and be around people that would make me feel like happy instead of just like mind-numbingly sad and so I went to the movie, even though I had no idea, I had no idea about anything. (laughs) And so during the movie, when I, when, uh, the scene, when you see Bucky at, um, Pierce's house right before he kills like his maid, uh, when you see it, that's like the scene where you first see his face for the first time. And I was like, wait a sec. I remember turning to, like, my friend. I was like, what? That's Sebastian Stan. I thought he was dead. And, like, the friend of mine who knows about the comics was like, oh, but it doesn't look like it. Like, she was playing along with me. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, so, yeah, like, that movie was fucking amazing. And so, after that movie, I was, like, 10,000% in with Bucky. Because, of course, I was. (laughs) Are you kidding? Um... The thing that I love to talk about with Bucky is the fact that he is a complex trauma like victim slash survivor I use those words interchangeably people feel differently about the different words like to me it's like whatever I don't see anything bad with calling yourself a victim because you are it doesn't mean that you're weak um but yeah for honestly even now like uh when i think about like media being made bucky is like one of the only people i can think of that is like a legit complex trauma survivor who has like ptsd and you see like all of the symptoms of it and him struggling with it depicted exactly on screen in um in a somewhat like good way <laughs> I say that because, you know, we all know what happened with Marvel with um, Endgame. <laughs> but at least in the beginning movies, I did think that they handled that part of it really well. Like, um, I feel like when you watch or sorry, I feel like when you know what like the things that people struggle with a PTSD are, a lot of the things that, like, Bucky does in Winter Soldier and Civil War make sense that I feel like maybe people would miss. Like, the whole thing of, like, that Bucky doesn't remember his name. He has no idea who Steve is at first. um, And it has seemed to, like, forget that he's even, like, a person that could have a name. And that another person may be around who knows who he is. Like, because it's been so long for him since that's happened um so it's like that's basically like depersonalization and derealization happening on like an extreme level but like that is accurate like that is something that I uh struggled with a lot um especially at the time when I saw the movies like it wasn't until like 20 beginning of 2020 like the end of 2019 when that stuff became um a lot more a lot better for me to handle like basically a depersonalization is when you feel it sounds weird but it's they're both weird but you know trauma makes your brain do weird things um but it's essentially when you like almost don't feel like you're a real person and um like you feel like somebody else is almost like controlling what you're doing um you see like yourself outside of your body instead of inside of it um a lot of like big time traumatic memories tend to be from like that perspective uh I didn't know that I like didn't realize that part of it Until a couple months ago, but like a lot of the hugely traumatic memories that I have from my past, I like see myself outside. Like it's like I'm like a ghost, like standing above my my past self, and I'm and so part of that is like horrendous because I can see like the looks, the look on my face and stuff like that. But that is like what that is. Like I was dissociating to the point of derealization and stuff when that was going on so that's how I remember it or depersonalization sorry and then like derealization is when you almost like don't think that your like life is real um I used to get that have that a lot like I used to feel like my life was like a almost like a tv show or a movie I was acting out um like I felt like I would see myself above my body like the depersonalization stuff And I would almost feel like there was like a camera following me around and that I was on like a, this had, that I, this couldn't all be real. I would have to be on a TV show or something in order for this to happen. And I felt like some, a lot of the times, especially like the last couple months that I was like working at my attorney's office, when everything went to shit with my, um, with my mom and I had to cut her off and everything, I was so like, traumatized and struggling so much then that I would like people would ask me questions when I was working then and I would give an answer and I would have no idea where that answer came from I would have like no memory of me choosing to say those words words would just come out of my mouth and it felt almost like there was somebody like telling me what to say and that my brain was just saying it even though I didn't know I didn't like It's not even a thing of I didn't want to say it. I just didn't know where that was even coming from. Um, That's essentially what, like Bucky was doing during that movie. Um, That's why he didn't recognize Steve at first, um, or and didn't even recognize his own name, and didn't even like the thing about that. Of course, is that he didn't even seem to realize that he was a person who could have a name. He was just confused uh like what the fuck are you talking about? Who the fuck is a Bucky? Um what is it what even is a Bucky? Um And so like watching him kind of go through the whole like honestly the whole trauma healing journey has been really really satisfying. Um I'm very grateful for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like I know that there are people that have critiques about it and I'm never gonna say that um, anyone's critiques with a show is invalid, especially when it's covering things like um, race and the government covering up, like, torturing Black people in prison. And there's a lot of, like, and, you know, because of COVID, they ha- they did have to change um, and get rid of, like, an entire storyline that really, like, they didn't have time really to fix when it came to, like, the the Flag Smashers, um, that made a lot of their motivations really confusing without that storyline there. They basically had a storyline that was exactly like COVID, <laughs> literally exactly like it, that the people in the camps that the Flag Smashers were in were getting a virus that no one could explain and people were dying from it. And that that was why they got like aggressive and like bombed that one building. That was why they even like took like the serum in the first place, and there's little bits that make you see that that was there, like in the first episode, they're going after a vaccine. um yeah, that's why that that's why they did that. <laughs> uh, and I feel like them taking that part out, even though they obviously had to um, made that storyline not work as well. But what I will say though, is that like um, the first time that I did this episode was before that show aired. And I'm very grateful that I got that show now because, um, Bucky got a lot, like, really nice, like, character development when it came to, like, his own trauma healing just journey that everyone is on once you go through huge trauma like he experienced and you have to find a way to move on. Um, and I really love that it like I've been thinking about that show lately because it was a year ago on the Super Bowl that they showed the first trailer for it um and I just it was so much fun watching that show like watching it every week seeing like all the videos that people would make about it until like the next episode would air it was just a really it's a really fun experience watching something like that on social media and everyone kind of like, going through the experience together, and it was really sweet for it to have, like, my favorite character on it, and to have him be treated well for once, um, because, like, when I look at Bucky, um, like I said before, the depersonalization and derealization was definitely there, um, besides just being afraid of, like, what would happen if, um he questioned anyone in the winter soldier but like one of my favorite scenes f- f- like ever in the MCU even though it's really sad is the scene when he's after he sees steve and he's freaking out and they bring in um and they bring him what's his name and the bad guy sorry i can't remember his name right now and to gaslight him and that's like that is what he's doing which is why I like really loved them showing that because him sitting him down and being like you've done all of these amazing things to help the world you only need to do one more please help us do this one more thing you only have to do this one thing and then everything will be great and you'll have like made the world a better place and blah 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 like Um, when he's saying that to him you can see like the look on his face that he can recognize now or he knows that like he's that he can't say yes because there's this person that he has like super vague memories of who knew his name who looked like really upset at him or like really upset by him and he can't just like he can't just like ignore that And so he knows that he's going to make, like, his boss person mad, and they're going to hurt him, but he can't help but say, like, no, because he doesn't want to do it anymore because he now has, like, a reason to want to fight. Like, I think, like, that's, like, a big part of... um, when you have are struggling with like complex trauma in any way, you kind of need, you need to have a reason to want to fight. Because a lot of the times when we're really like in it, um, we don't care necessarily about what happens to us. So we need other reasons outside of us that makes us want to try until we eventually get to a point where we can care about ourselves again like for me um when I was like my most suicidal um there was like little like reasons like you know I wanted to see the last Star Wars movie which was the end of 2019 um and meant that I couldn't die before any point during that year because I wanted to see it and there was um And then there was, like, friends that I had, that I saw, um, all of them I am not friends with anymore, but at the time, they were good friends of mine online and in person, and I wanted to see them again, and I also, I wanted to see them when I was, like, not falling apart. Like, I just saw, uh, I just saw a video of somebody talking about this online, so it was on my mind, but like one of the hardest parts of when you're like really struggling like that is that you want, like you know that you're, you're not really capable of being like a good friend like you would want to be because you're struggling so much and that it like that takes all of your energy and you can't like be there for people the way that you really want to be because you're overwhelmed by everything happening with you. And so like one thing that I really wanted that like helped me like keep going is like because I wanted to get to the point one day where I could once again be like a good friend and um, be there for people in the way that they had been there for me. And like I feel like I'm finally at that point and I don't have any real friends right now. <laughs> but I at least made it to that point again. Um and that was something that I really wanted to do and it was something outside of me that like kept me going. Like I didn't want to I didn't want my sister to be like really sad when I died because I knew that it would make her really sad. I have two cats and I wanted to I want I want to take care of them. Like it was that even though that sounds like a selfish want, it was like yeah, if I died like someone else would have taken my cats but I don't want somebody else to take them they're my fucking cats like especially during that time when things were really bad they like were something that kept me going every day like I had to like go to work in order to get money to pay for the apartment that I housed them in and be able to pay for like their food and stuff and um they would sit on top of me and purr and stuff whenever I would have a panic attack like that stuff was really important to me um they're really important to me still and so it was like this selfish thing that like i don't want somebody else to take care of them i want to take care of them and so that means that i have to stay around and so like with bucky like his version of that was like he didn't care anymore like what happened to him it had been so long since he had ever seen anyone besides anyone that was in hydra besides the people that he was supposed to kill like he had never had like any hope that that and that he could ever get away that like anything could ever change this was just like his existence at that point and it was honestly safer for him to just like dissociate like wild and try to forget um the life that he came from so that he could just try to like numb out and exist in the life that he was in like sometimes remembering what you had before or like what you lost is just too much and you need to kind of forget about that for a while until you have the opportunity to like get away where you can start remembering that stuff again um and so like steve was like that reason for him steve like suddenly showed up and was like you're my best friend and he was like what the fuck (laughs) And, um, just even before he even knew his name or anything about him, he knew that he was someone important to him and that he was someone that he knew before who knew him. And that was enough for him to have a reason to try to fight back. Um, and even though he like, you know, shot him a couple of times before that really, before that really like, you know, completely stopped, which makes sense. Like everyone kind of regresses, when you're realizing things that you don't want to be real (laughs) that you don't want like to really think about um but he still figured it out like and so Steve kind of gave him the like initiative to or like kind of gave him the hope that like he could that there was somebody who cared about him and that he didn't have to be like this person that he had had to be when he was with Hydra that he could get away from them Um, But then, of course, he did the thing that everyone does with when you have a lot of trauma memories is that you're completely overwhelmed by everything that you are remembering and you also blame yourself for all of it, Um, even things that are not your fault, which is basically everything that happened to him was not his fault. And, um, And isolate yourself from everybody else because you don't know what to do. Like, you're just like, what? What? <laughs> I'm just going to like regress, or not regress, but like pull back to try to like figure out what I want to do. And it was even more complicated, of course, for Bucky because everything in for him is because he was part of Forced to Be in a terrorist organization as a prisoner for 70 years. Um, but it's always the thing that I love about Bucky is that his story is never completely like alien to the story that I've gone through that other people have gone through where it's you can't like see yourself in him I I've always like seen parts of me in his character even though the things that happen in our lives are very different um because like even in Civil War when like that first um scene with him and Steve when Steve finds where he's living I love that scene I always wish that they could somehow have had a longer scene before the police showed up just because that scene was great but I love that scene because um you can just it's so clear (laughs) when you're watching this scene that Bucky is like knows exactly who Steve is he may not remember absolutely everything about him but he knows who he is he knows how important he is to him. He knows who he is and, like, the way that he, like, looked him up and read what, what like, a museum or, like, a Wikipedia would say about him and would say about his own life. But he also had enough memories to recognize who he was for himself. Um, and he had, like, his little journal of, like, writing down trauma memories like every good trauma victim does when we're trying to piece together things. <laughs> Um, and he, yeah, but like, I love that scene because he's trying to pretend like he doesn't know who Steve is because he's trying to protect him because he knows it's like the whole idea of when you are struggling with your complex PTSD and you know that you're a mess and you love your friends and your family a lot. If you like, I don't know about family, but (laughs) at least for me, I loved my friends a lot. And I missed them and wanted to see them. But I was also very aware that I was um, not in the right frame of mind. I could, like I said before about knowing that you can't really be there for your friends the way that you want to. That That was that feeling just like put into the Marvel world. Like he was trying to act like he didn't know who Steve was. And was trying to like hide out from everyone. Because he must have been sitting there like waiting for HYDRA or the you know the UN government people who would be looking for him too, to find him and do whatever they are going to do to him like that's um I always get super frustrated with the MCU for how they handled Bucky right after the Winter Soldier and how they and in Civil War the movie like they didn't really they didn't like decompress the whole thing with um hydra like the way that they really should have like that movie should have been it should have just been more obvious and then the movie ever made it to be that the reason why like the un decided to do the accords and stuff because of something that happened with steve was because he exposed hydra for being nazis and they were all connected to height to like shield so yeah they would go after him as opposed to going after anyone else because they were trying to silence the person that was exposing their secrets and trying to make them look bad um that wasn't that's the only way that movie makes any sense to me but like that was not like the made clear in any way during the actual movie and it's just like that should be what's happening especially when you consider Bucky like he did all of those people's like worst things that they never wanted anyone to ever be able to do or ever find out what he did and because they were torturing him so much that they probably assumed that he wouldn't remember anything or he they would kill him before he ever told anybody but in a plot twist he got away from them and remembered everything that he did so he can just um he always has the opportunity that he could always expose all of their worst secrets at any time so of course they're always trying to Um, control him and manipulate him and make him feel like he doesn't have control over his life Um, and so I always wish that they showed that part of that whole part like the whole thing in Civil War better but I still really love like those scenes with him and Steve in that movie that Steve knew in that beginning scene that he was just pretending that he knew exactly who he was and never believed that he was the one bombing, like, the UN or whatever, and did all that he did just to keep him alive, and was able to help him and get him away from Tony at the end, and because that's, there's a lot of things, um, so when Falcon and the Winter Soldier aired, the director of that, of the show did an interview that made a lot of people upset, including me. Um, where she basically said, like, oh, you know, the trauma and stuff was she basically was saying things alluding to the stuff that Bucky did being his fault and that these were things that he has to deal with because he did it and it was his fault, his responsibility. Um which is something that people do when they don't really know anything about trauma, honestly um i don't think that when she said that she thought she was saying something that would make people really upset even though it clearly did uh but like the thing that i always focus on when i think about falcon the winter soldier is the fact that she didn't write the show so i don't care (laughs) like i don't know if that makes sense to anybody else but like i don't care if she didn't understand the complexities of trauma and how horrible what she said was because she wasn't the one writing his storyline she wasn't the one writing the lines that he said she was just the director and the things that he did in that in the show did not reflect her own feelings on that she was just being an old white woman who doesn't know anything about trauma honestly um because like that was one of the things that I really liked what I was just talking about like um, Bucky realizing that he was not at fault for the things that he did that's a really hard thing for everyone who has this sort of trauma to go through because it's the whole thing that like when you experience things like that that are so painful and so awful and especially when the people that are like doing those things to you are people that you love and you trust in some way like it's you can't it's almost like too much for your brain to hold like the two ideas in your head at the same time that you love this person this person seems to love you but they're also doing things that really hurt you and so instead of and it's like too much for you when it's like actively happening or even like especially when it's actively happening for you to be able to know that like they're hurting you they're that you haven't done anything wrong but they're doing this to you anyway because of something that's wrong with them that's just like too much for people to really be able to think about and deal with when that's happening it's just too overwhelming so when you're going through it you blame yourself because that's controllable that's much easier like the scariest thing with like huge trauma like this whether you're Bucky Barnes in, an, in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie or you're me like a random person living in Wisconsin or wherever you happen to live is that like it the the fact that you don't control things is absolutely terrifying like you can't control like who you live with sometimes you can't control how that person is going to react to you you can't control what they're going to do you can't control a lot of stuff which of course is why like we fall into like you know negative like coping mechanisms like self-harm in different varying ways in order to try to cope with that fact and find something that we can control and so um we see like buff Buffy no we see Bucky going through that process during like the MCU movies like he especially in Civil War uh, like the worst part of Civil War is the fact that he keeps getting triggered against his will and he has no control over that happening to him it doesn't matter like even though he spent two years on his own not hurting anyone, getting his memories back, trying to like, um, trying to like deal with all of the memories he has of all of the things he did when he was in Hydra and hiding out from everyone and not hurting anybody and refusing to hurt anybody again. As soon as like they somebody shows up and says his trigger words, all of that goes away and there's nothing that he can do um, to stop that from happening and that's like horrible and like I don't think it takes very much for people to see the real life like um, comparison parallel to that like being triggered is like that like you get when you get triggered by things this may be something people don't know who haven't like who don't know that much about like complex trauma like this but a lot of times you get triggered by things and you may not even know what triggered you or why or like what memory um, is even connected to that to make you upset. You just know that you are because of how you feel. And it's a horrible feeling to like be triggered by something and have like no way, no control of it of having no way to control your body, like, you're just kind of, like, riding it out and trying to get control over your body again to stop panicking, but that's, like, a really scary thing, especially when, um, you don't have, like, any idea what's happening and you're kind of in the throes of it and you haven't figured out how to calm yourself down or even know or even figure out, like, the little clues that you get from your body when, you could be triggered again or know what like your triggers even are. Like I've talked about this in the last couple months that like seeing people um choking someone was like a really big trigger for me. Like when I was super duper depressed and suicidal, I used to have days where I would feel like somebody was doing that. Like I would feel like the pressure on my neck. Like I can feel it a little bit just talking about it right now. Um and there would be days where I, like, felt like I couldn't talk because I felt like if I opened my mouth, I would just, like, puke everywhere. And so I didn't know what, like, memory that was attached to until, like, a month ago. And then and now I know what that's attached to. But it wasn't until then that I knew that. and But I had, like, problems with that from 2018 forward that I was at least aware of. I probably always had issues was seeing that like never liking seeing scenes with that um happening on screen but I didn't know it didn't matter that I didn't know why that was happening or what that memory was from I was still having the reaction to it and so like that's basically what they showed in like a fantasy kind of version in the Marvel universe with Bucky being able to be triggered like um the like the Of course, like, the scene that made everyone cry a lot was him, the flashback to him when he was in Wakanda, and him going through the process of realizing that he can't be triggered anymore and just breaking down crying. Like, that scene was beautiful. And I thought it was really interesting because I was one of the few people, I was like, I swear, the only person who watched that scene and didn't cry. And it was because it just made me really happy to see him realize that like when the entire time that scene was going on I was like smiling and my and I kept smiling bigger and bigger because I knew that when he got to the end he wouldn't be triggered and he would realize that his mind was his own again and he had control of it again and he was okay because that's like something that everybody goes through of like when you kind of figure out like what your body feels like when you're being triggered or when you get triggered you're able to like handle it a lot better um it if you feel like you have control over your body again and it's a really great thing to realize that like you you can stop yourself from careening like off of a proverbial cliff instead of feeling like you're just like on a ride that you can't get out of whenever you're body gets, like, starts panicking, like, I used to, um, when I would get, like, a really bad panic attack, I used to run and hide in, like, my closet, and, um, it was, like, a borderline, like, flashback almost, because I would feel like my dad was going to be on the other side, like, waiting for me to come out and like ready to like yell at me for hiding and things like that and even though I knew that he's was dead for years and that he physically could not be there and he wasn't there I still would be scared of him being there anyway um but now like when I have I still get like panicky feelings like that but one of the things that stops me is thinking like um is is thinking of like I don't have a closet to hide into and that will make me stop like there was one time I went to the when I went to the doctor um when they when I had to get a biopsy down done head surgery at the end of 2020 um I was feeling panicky like that and I remember thinking there's no closet for you to hide in to have a so you can't have a panic attack here and that like made my body stop And like there, uh, the last time I went to Trader Joe's, there was a bunch of people there and I, whenever there's a lot of people in Trader Joe's, I always feel panicky like that. And I remember telling myself, you can't have a panic attack here. There's no, there's no closet to hide in. And that like made me get a handle on it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's basically what Bucky went through and it was beautiful seeing him like get control of that again. Um, When we got to, like, the end of the Marvel movies, of course, the things that was hard, really hard for him was that it was just so obvious in, like, Infinity War that he was just tired of having to always be fighting people. Like, him and Steve both seemed, like, exhausted by that in that movie that they just wanted to be able to live. And then, of course, like, the hard... One thing that happens in those movies that is very, like, true to life when it comes to when you're, like, the victim of other people's abuse is that you seem to be the one, like, paying the price while they get to just get away with it. And by that I mean, like, like, Steve and all of his friends were all, like, on the run for all of those years. They had to hide out all the time. They could never they couldn't go back to like where their home actually was um, they always had to be careful about who they were seeing and where they were going the times that they did pop up to like fight people they would have had to be careful that nobody would be around to like be able to tell anybody where they were or they would have to leave really quickly afterwards so that um, you know the government wouldn't find them um, and like Bucky literally could not leave Wakanda Like, he was with, um, like, he was with Hydra for so long and kept prisoner against his will just to end up, like, having to stay in this other place because he literally could not leave because if he did leave, um, the government was going to, like, throw him into a prison and likely just kill him. And, like, luckily Wakanda is fucking amazing. Like, I love the fact that Bucky has connections there and, um, I genuinely hope that, um, like, I know that, that we're obviously getting a Captain America movie with, um, with, God, why can't I remember people's names right now? <laughs> uh, hold on, uh, of course I can't remember. Sam, God, Jesus. Sam was one of my favorite characters, but my mind just went blank. Um, But yeah, we're getting, I know we're getting, we're, we all know we're getting a movie of him but like I would love to see like almost like a I don't know if you need like a full-blown like tv series or kind of like a mini series um I would love to see like a mini series thing of just focused on Bucky of him like um going back to Wakanda and like talking to the people there that would have been hurt by what he did in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and because he has like this really personal connection with that place that nobody else besides people who are, you know, Wakandans, really have, like, he spent years of his life there when he was really struggling and, like, putting himself back together, like, they're the ones that, like, helped him get to the point where he could do that and wouldn't be triggered anymore, um, and he loved being there, like, he loved that place, and so he would want to do that, and it would just be a really cool way for us to see, a place like Wakanda that everybody already loves and see like those characters from maybe like a little bit different of a perspective than we would see in like the big dramatic Marvel movies um when all these like big fights and stuff would have to happen um that's just my like pipe dream (laughs) but yeah so I uh I I I'm trying to remember what I was talking about before this. But I I think what I was trying to say is that like Bucky just seemed like the thing that's hard about the like endgame and stuff is that a lot of the story that he had with Steve was just like cut off. Oh yeah, because what I was saying was usually as like survivors we shouldn't be the ones that like deal with all like having to deal with all of the trauma. We're the ones who like have to cut off contact with people in our family or our friends or whoever. Um, We're the ones that have to, like, think about, like, if I tell this person about this, how will this affect them? Things like that. Um, And think about, like, whether it's worth it to come forward because you don't know how other people will react to you telling your story. Like, it shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't all be on our feet. But it is. That's just how it is um, when things like this happen. And so... It was true to life seeing, like, the fact that, like, Steve and all of his friends and Bucky, they all were the ones having to hide out during those years. They were the ones paying the price. They were the ones on the run from a government that was trying to hunt them down when Tony was the one that actually did everything wrong. But, like, he got to, like, walk away and keep living his life. Nothing changed for him. He got to, like, be happy. Like, he got engaged, like, he got engaged, like, during that time. Like, he was, like, happy while the rest of them were off having to be on guard 24-7 and all that for, like, all of that time because of the things that he did. Like, that's very much something that a lot of people, I think, experience. Um, The thing that sucks, of course, about, like, how the Marvel films ended is that Bucky was basically, like, a non-entity in the last movie um they just treated him like he was like a, almost like a side character instead of a character that was very important to Steve and it was really weird. They acted like they were strangers which that's been talked about a lot. Um I've ranted about that a lot. But like since we have Falcon and the lunar Soldier now um one of the reasons why I love that show so much is that it's showing Bucky moving like continuing his life and like moving on like there are some critiques of that that are like very very valid but one critique that I felt like was unfair of some um, fans especially ones that loved Steve and Bucky were that they like were almost holding it against Bucky that he was moving on with his life and like there's like a lot of complexities when it comes to that like there's a There's this weird thing that people do online in fandom sometimes where they find like a character that's really traumatized and they like like the fantasy of taking care of them so they almost like to see them being really sad and needing all of this support and love Um, especially because when you're like that you're struggling so much that you don't really show a lot of your personality And they can, like, easily imagine themselves with that person and helping take care of that person. And, like, there's a lot of fan fiction that's basically just, like, torture porn for Bucky, along with other characters that kind of fit this idea um, from that. And so it was interesting during Falcon Winter Soldier when there was a bunch of people who, like, were almost annoyed with him by the end of the show because he was, like, making... Because he made progress he was, like, happy at the end, he was letting himself, like, move on, like, I saw a lot of people in the fifth episode when he gives, like, when he writes the letter to his god-awful therapist, don't even get me started on that person, um, she was the worst therapist one thing I will say about that storyline that I thought was interesting is that it was another thing of showing kind of the side of how trauma survivors always have to deal with all this bullshit because because it was like the government once again trying to control him because the government in that world is always going to try in some way to control him because he can always expose them for all of like this horrific shit that they probably that probably nobody else would ever even know about at this point cuz everybody else involved in it would be dead or would probably be dead honestly um or would never ever share so like the government like forcing him to sign like a pardon where he has to go to weekly court ordered therapy where his therapist literally says like oh you have to watch out so you don't like go off the deep end and start killing people again um, and other absolutely ridiculous things, and, like, makes him do, like, this amends thing, not because he wants to do it, but because she thinks he should, and he has, like, no role in whether he should be doing that or not, um, like, he just has to do it, he doesn't get a choice in the matter, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense for, because she was someone that he was being forced to see, By the government. Like the fact that he missed one therapy appointment and they immediately threw him in jail. So that's like everything that you need to know. Like they were trying to control him still. They don't, they are trying, they're always like the, like SHIELD or like the US, like government, whatever, is always going to be trying to control him because of what he is and what he could say about what they've done they're always going to be trying to scare him and hold power over him. That's part of why I wish he could just, like, go back to Wakanda so he didn't have to worry about that. But at the same time, like, Bucky should be allowed to be back in his home in New York City for the first time as himself since before World War II or before he left for World War II without having to worry about people going after him, you know? Um, But, or, like... You know, having to be on guard or follow all these ridiculous rules and it's like one of those things that like he has to follow all these rules but like we saw in like Hawkeye the show that guy went around for five years literally being a serial killer and he's not he doesn't have a pardon he can do whatever he wants nobody is like the government isn't hounding him and it's like the whole backwards thing that Bucky was a victim he was forced to do things when he was being tortured so he's being treated like a bad person when somebody like Hawkeye who's actually doing horrible things for no reason just gets away with it um but that is very much a traumatized person's experience (sighs) we always have to deal with shit that we shouldn't but we just have to that's just how it is um but yeah so on that show like I remember when he writes the letter to his therapist saying like thank you for what you did after he talks to Sam and Sam helps him like finally realize like you know the things that I did was not my fault and like actually like realize it he like says thank you to that therapist and like basically like gives her like Steve's notebook and I saw a lot of people upset about that but I actually really liked that he did that because the thing like the thing about him and Steve is, like, I always think that it's almost funny that, like, people will, like, almost feel the need to, like, make videos on TikTok, for instance, like, proving, like, trying to come up with all of these reasons as to why Steve and Bucky could be, like, in love with each other, because it's, like, that was obvious, like, even if you don't see, like, how they feel as romantic, and I go back and forth about whether it was or not, it doesn't need to be, because, the thing about the two of them is that it was they were clearly the most important people in each other's lives so like even if they weren't having like romantic feelings for each other they were they still like held that role that a romantic storyline a romantic like lead usually does and so like it doesn't like, whether they're, like, actually kissing or having sex or whatever, it doesn't matter that much to me, but I feel like that's my asexuality coming out, but, like, um, no matter what's happening between the two of them, they were the most important people in each other's lives, and I, I thought it was interesting that so many people were, like, upset that he, like, gave that notebook away, but, like, Steve and Bucky are, like, have been, were, like, best friends they were each other's families they were everything for each other he doesn't need a notebook to like have him with him like they like I like I honestly like how they leave it open that whether it like Steve is somewhere like as like old Joe Biden Steve alive somewhere or if he's died because it really either way he isn't a part of Bucky and Sam's life anymore so, like, during that show, like, they had to basically, like, Bucky was forced to try to figure out a life without him, because even if he is still alive somewhere, he's much older, he, he isn't, like, with Bucky, he can't, like, live with him, be, like, in his daily life like that, because he spent, like, 60 years in the stupid-ass past living out his life with other people, and so, like even if he is alive still, which I hope he is just for Bucky's sake, that he can go visit him sometimes, um, he's not, he can't be involved in, like, the decisions that Bucky's making now. He has to figure out his life on his own without him. And, like, that was, like, what the conversation that him and Sam had at the, in the fifth episode. I really, really loved it. Like, the writer of that episode is helping, um, the main writer of the show co-write the movie that's going to come out and I was really happy to see that it was that writer that is doing that because um I really liked when Sam talked to him in that episode about how and brought up the fact that like how he feels about himself is more important than how Steve would feel about him because that is like a big transition for anyone who's dealing with this sort of trauma is like like I said before how like you wanting to see your friends again one day when you're okay or like wanting to see this person wanting to be in this person's life is enough for you to keep going and to hang on but like at some point you you get to a point where it starts to transition back to instead of I want to be around for this other person It turns into, I want to be around for me. Like, I want to live my life. I, like, want to know what's going to happen to me in the future. I want to experience all these things that I never, I missed out on before as, like, somebody who's been through hell and knows how hard life can be and can, like, really enjoy all of these experiences even more now. Like, that, that has to happen at one point. Because you can't live for other people all the time. Like, it, when you're really struggling, that is something that can help you, like, keep going. But at one point, you do start wanting to live for yourself. And so, like, Sam is helping him figure that out. Like, because the idea of, like, Bucky considering how he feels about himself and how he feels about things that are happening outside of, like, what Steve would say or what Steve would want wasn't something that he ever considered, because him and Steve were such, like, a a pair. Like, you know, like, he, the dude was tortured and traumatized while also being at war by the enemy fighters that did experiments on him, and the dude stayed. <laughs> he stayed in the war so that he could be with Steve. Like, they were so tight. So, like, yeah, Bucky wouldn't think to think about things outside of what Steve would say and just what he would want and I thought it was really interesting how some fans didn't like that and I think that the general feeling I understand where they were coming from like I feel like the general thing about that is like still just like not liking um almost what Marvel has like forced them to do in order to have Bucky still part of the cinematic universe in some way and I'm really really glad that he at least was on this show and there's always the prospect that he will be in something else in the future hopefully announced soon um because I wouldn't I I really wanted him to show up again um and so I was really glad that when they announced the show with Sam that he was but um part of that is that Whether we like it or not, the way Endgame ended is how it ended. And Marvel can't, like, act like that's not how things went. And whether we like it or not, like, because of what they did with Steve's ridiculous storyline that doesn't make any sense, um, Bucky has to now figure out how to live, like, a lot of his life without him. And you can't, like, have him in Marvel in any way and not, like, treat that seriously and have him really go through that process of what that would mean and so yeah he does give away his journal because he doesn't need a fucking journal to remember how much he loves Steve he remembers it every every single time he sees Sam he's going to remember it looking at the Captain America symbol and even and also remember how much he genuinely likes Sam as like having him as like a best friend um but he doesn't every time he sees like the Captain America symbol he's gonna think of Steve there's like a million different memories that he will have with him that he will remember him about there always be like a part of him that will miss him and that will wish that Steve could be around of course like that's never that doesn't exactly ever like that's not gonna go away um completely but he still has to live his own life like he has to he has to live for himself and build his own life and like the hard part about the Russos being an assholes is that they forced Steve to leave they had Steve leave him so it means that you know Bucky is now forced to try to figure out his life without him that's not what he wanted but he still has to do it and it honestly reminds me so much of like a lot of what I've gone through in the last couple of years. Like I don't have any friends anymore, like all of the, all of the friends that I had in person and online are now I don't really talk to any of them. Um, the ones online I like see sometimes, although recently I muted a bunch of them just because, um, I still have a hard time feeling guilty because I knew it's that thing that I said earlier I knew that when we were really good friends that I wasn't a good enough friend to them because of everything I was going through and it was one of those ironic things that once I got to the point where I could be a much better friend for them we had like drifted apart so much that I feel like we don't even have anything in common anymore um and so like but like this scenario with Bucky on this show like reminds me a lot of that of being in the place of like okay I'm ready to like really I really want to like live my own life I don't want to always be sad I don't want to always be thinking about the things that I missed out on even though I love the people that I had around before and I miss them and I'm always there's always going to be a part of me that misses them and wish that like our friendship could have survived all of that I still have to figure out my own life without them I'm not going to, like, sacrifice my own happiness um, after I fought so hard to get it just because of that. And so, like, that's essentially what Bucky's going through on that show is, like, him, like, this the scene when he um, meets up with the old man, I forget his name now, and uh, we don't see, like, how he reacted to him telling him. That he was for he was the one that killed his son, and he was forced to because it wasn't his fault. I really like that they didn't show his reaction, and even though you can figure out that he like it wasn't the best reaction, probably because the finale episode, you see him see him, and they, it's not like exactly the friendliest of looks they give him. Um, but like, it's more the fact that we didn't need to see the reaction. Because that whole thing was all about Bucky. That was about Bucky um, saying out loud, like, I was forced to do these things because I was held prisoner. I didn't want to do these things, but I didn't have a choice and it was not my fault. Like, it may sound silly, but saying things like that out loud are very powerful. Like, part of the reason why I started doing this podcast is because doing these episodes like talking about this stuff and talking about my own personal stuff even though I don't know who's listening to it just the act of doing this always helps me feel better when I feel like I'm in like a funk or whatever um and like saying out loud to somebody like yeah I did this stuff but I was going through like hell and I'm sorry that I didn't treat you any better Or I'm sorry that you had, you were like the victim of this stuff, but I didn't want to do this and it wasn't because I was being a horrible person, but I was forced to do this because horrible people were abusing me and I'm really sorry about that. Like that's a very powerful, it's an extremely powerful thing to do because it's one of those things that like when you say something out loud, it's like almost you're like realizing how true that is while you're doing it. And, like, I feel like you really see that in that scene, the parts that we did see, where Bucky's really, like, it's really, like, hitting him that, yeah, like, the things that he was forced to do when he was in Hydra was not his fault. He was a victim. He didn't choose to do and what he did. And he can, like, he knows that he had to do it, but he wasn't, it wasn't because he wanted to he was forced to it wasn't his choice he didn't wake up that day and want to do any of that um and it was a really great like whole almost like circle storyline for his character to go on from someone who was forced to do all of this stuff and blamed himself to being able to say like no actually and realize like no like I'm not actually at fault for these things Like, that is such a hard thing to realize, but once you realize it, it's, like, so freeing. It's amazing, like, that's, like, really when things, like, open up for you, you're able to feel, like, angry and be angry at the, like, the right people for once. Like, I still have, you still have moments of, like, when you, like, beat yourself up, like, I still have those moments with me, but, um... It's just like it feels like this gigantic weight that's been on your back has finally been lifted, like and it it takes a long time. Like it makes sense that it wasn't until Falcon and the Winter Soldier time and like he had enough time after everything that happened and after Steve was gone for and things with Sam for Sam to really be able to like get through to him enough where he was even in the place where he could could do something like that and like actually like go and like understand completely that this wasn't his fault and everything because it takes a while to get to that point like when I was in treat my treatment program it took me like a month and a half of being in in an extremely intensive treatment program it took still with that program it took me like a month and a half before I like started realizing that the things that happened wasn't actually my fault it was my dad's fault and it was my mom's fault before that I always blamed myself for all of it and it, because it it becomes like that's the thing that you do to survive but just because you're not in that place anymore it doesn't mean that those like thoughts and things don't just don't suddenly just change it takes a while and a, a lot of work to get to the place where you can realize that and i love that bucky as a character figured that out that he is he was a victim that he didn't do any of the things he did because he wanted to that he was forced to and it's not his responsibility to carry alone like that anymore and i love that he um like i was saying before with steve i get why people are upset that he gave the journal away but at the same time it doesn't fucking matter it's just a notebook Like, Steve is his closest friend, his family, his everything. Nothing, like, he does not need a notebook in order to remember him or think about him or love him or, like, remember all the memories he has with him or miss him. He's going to do that anyway. And, like, giving that away, though, like, it kind of helped him, like, move on from that time in his life when he had to, like, hold on to... The notebook that Steve gave him because he didn't know what else to do to like kind of rebuild his life and move forward like they showed us in that um, show him having nightmares and still struggling a lot with things and not knowing who he was or what he was doing or what he should even be doing in life and so like when he gave that notebook to the therapist that was him saying like I don't need this anymore I now have a better idea of what I want to do and what I want to be in this world now. And outside of Steve and um like Sam definitely helped a lot with like helping him f- like him figuring that out. Um and it, like he yeah, he like figured that out finally where he doesn't need this notebook anymore. He doesn't need to hold on to the idea of like what Steve would want him to do or Steve himself he can figure this stuff out now for himself as like the first person he's thinking of instead of what would Steve think he's thinking what do i think and that was like a really big like thing for him like the end of the last episode when he's just happy and hanging out with Sam's family is amazing and i really really loved how they ended his character with that because like again, it was very true to life with when you're going through this shit. Where like everything is not like perfect, everything isn't magical, and there aren't like puppies and rainbows, like, um, falling him around or Sam around or anyone around. Nothing. Everything is not like exactly how it should be. Like people they cared about, you know, died. Um, like the flag smashers all died. They didn't want that to happen. Um, they don't even know how. Sharon has completely betrayed them and is manipulating and using them in order to be a terrorist but they're going to find out about that and that's not going to be fun at all for them to figure out it's going to be pretty painful when they figure that stuff out um so like things happened and like even in that ending beautiful amazing scene when Bucky brings an ice cream cake to the cookout that made everyone so happy um he's still like there is that one part where they where him and Sam are like looking off and like you can and like he and um Bucky has like this kind of sad face for a second until Sam like puts his arm around him and they walk away like talking and laughing and stuff like I liked that part because it shows that like everything is not fixed like he is not like one of the things that happens with people who have trauma that I really really liked with how they handled him throughout all of these movies and on this show is like a lot of times with trauma they'll have somebody be like really depressed for like two episodes or something and then just like magically be like quote-unquote better and just over it and that's like not how super complex trauma like this actually ever works And it makes people feel like they should get better a lot, quote unquote, better, a lot fat. I hate the idea of like, are you better yet? But it makes people feel like they should improve a lot faster than they, than what's actually like true. Like it takes a long time, but because people see that they just want to be able to just do something and immediately be like, quote unquote, better and be over it and move on. But that's, like, not actually how real life works. And so I liked how, I like how with him, it's like an ongoing story with him. He's not completely, like, fixed or better or doesn't have problems with trauma. It's not like he'll never have nightmares again. He'll never, like, he'll never be triggered again. He'll never be sad about missing Steve or think about the things that happened with him or run into people that could have he could have interacted with when he was in hydra or won't be dealing with the ramifications of being a part of hydra like he still has to deal with that stupid pardon he still has to deal with a lot of things from that and but like he now has gone but now that he knows that and really believes that like he is not responsible for the things that happened to him that he was a victim that that like weight is off of his chest and it gives him the space to like figure out who he is and what he wants to do for the rest of his life instead of always feeling like his life is like shitty and it's all because of him and yeah so I just I really love this how they have treated him I'm so grateful that's why I'm so grateful for Falcon and the Lunar Soldier that show did so much for Sam and Bucky's characterization in a way that if that show had never been made, I would feel much differently about him. I would be ranting about how upset I was about how badly they treated him with Infinity War and Endgame, especially Endgame, and they did treat him like shit, and like nothing with that movie with how they ended Steve can really ever be fixed, but I love that they continued on with him and, like, really gave him a chance to really show his, like, characterization and show him dealing with the trauma that he's experienced in a real way. And it just makes me excited, honestly, going forward, imagining the other things they could do with his character now that, like, people who are writing him actually give a shit about him and don't just say horrible things just do me a favor if you're a Bucky fan which you probably are if you're still listening to this never ever read the interviews that the Russos did about him they said horrible shit about him you don't need don't put yourself through that (laughs) although now that I said that you're probably going to look it up if you somehow missed it but yeah this is how I feel about Bucky I'm I'm so grateful that we got this show I'm so grateful that this character exists that there's a character that's been through complex trauma exactly like me that like i've seen him go through the journey as i have gone through it and i've really it's very unique to see like somebody like that sort of trauma reflected so well especially in something as big as the mcu and i'm I'm so glad that i still have this this character around um and i can't wait until we see him again